Good afternoon. My, um, excuse me. My name is Stuart Hartman from Sioux City, Iowa. First, I'd like to thank you both for uh, allowing a couple of Berkshire employees to migrate north to Sioux City. I work with Corey Wren and Mark Sisley, and they're both great guys. You did a terrific job training them. Mr. Buffett, you've known Bill Gates for several years and probably spent more time with him than any of us in this room. Would you feel... That isn't the case if Jeff Rakes is here. I don't know. Is Jeff here? Well, anyway, go ahead. But we, we, we did have a local fellow who comes uh, from 30 miles from here, Jeff Rakes, who's a, a key Microsoft employee, and I, I, I think he's in town this weekend. I thought he was at the meeting. But... I didn't mean to make the broad generalization yeah, to be argumentative. <laughs> I just, I just didn't want to think, Jeff, I was trying to bustle him out. Sure, sure. That being said, I guess, um, here's the way I'll rephrase this. Would you feel comfortable sharing with us how your relationship began, how it evolved with Mr. Gates, and with regard to his spirit and competitive nature, how vigorous do you expect him to defend his company's position against the government and state's current antitrust suit? And then for both of you, Mr. Munger included, what, in your opinion, are the odds that the government and the states will prevail and split his company into pieces? And then, since Mr. Munger mentioned, I guess I'd ask, could we have an update on the company's silver position and its future as an investment as well? Thank you for opening that door. Uh, okay, well, he can close them, too. Uh, yeah, I really don't feel comfortable speaking for Bill at all in terms of what he's going to do. In fact, I think they've been out quite, quite outspoken, he and Steve Ballmer both, about what, what Microsoft will do. So I don't want to try and rephrase that or modify it or do anything else because they, you know, they know what they're saying when they say it, and, and I would take them at their word, and, and I really shouldn't be adding anything to it. I met Bill because uh, a very good friend of mine, Meg Greenfield, uh, uh, was the editorial page editor at the Post, she called me one time, ten or more years ago, and, and she said, Warren, she, she loved the state of Washington and growing up out there, so she said, can I afford to buy uh, a second home? She was living in Washington, D.C. now, and so she says, can I afford to buy a second home in, in Washington? And I said, and she said, I'll send you all my financial information. I said, Maggie, you don't need to. Anybody that asks me whether they can afford something can afford it. It's the people that don't ask me, they never can afford it. So I said, just go do it. And uh, it'll make you happy. And, and uh, so she did. And, and then a year or two later, she wanted to have me come out and see what she'd, what, what she'd done with my mild encouragement. And uh, so I went out there and visited. It was the July 4th weekend in 1991. And uh, they had this prayed on this island and everything she wanted me to see. And she had a few other people out, too. And then she was a friend of, the, of uh, Bill's parents. And so uh, we went down there to the Hood Canal to visit them when I was back there to meet the parents. And I think Bill didn't want to come, but Kay Graham was coming in. He wanted to meet her. He didn't want to meet me. And so he came in, and then we hit it off immediately. We had a great time. And, I mean, he had this chimpanzee to whom he was going to try and explain this technical stuff. But it was a, I was kind of an interesting chimpanzee to him. So we, and he was a, he's a terrific teacher. So uh, we spent a number of hours, and, and, and we just plain hit it off. And, and uh, I found it very interesting what he had to say. And, and uh, we've had a good time, good time ever since. And 
Uh, we play bridge together and golf together, so I can tell you that he's quite competitive in those games. But I, uh, I can't tell you anything about about Microsoft or anything. I, I, I don't know that much about it. It wouldn't be right if I didn't know anything uh, personal to be talking about it. Charlie, you know Bill. Yeah, uh, well, I don't want to speak for you know, anybody else either. I happen to be quite sympathetic to the Microsoft side of the uh, pending antitrust case. But And regarding silver, all I can say is, uh, so far it's been a dull ride. <laughs> I would say this about the Microsoft case, that, it, uh, and I've expressed this to a couple of news organizations who asked the question earlier. Twenty years ago, this country really had sort of an inferiority complex about its place in the world economic order. And, and we talked about having a country of hamburger flippers and and we thought we were going to lose our steel industry and our auto industry, and we really didn't quite see how America fit into the, into the world where it looked like, uh, you know, the Japanese and the Germans to some extent and all those were, were, were uh, eating our lunch. So, and that, there are many of you who are too young to remember that, but there are many of you in this room who will remember that. And, and we, we were very depressed about our economic situation in this country. And, then this, whatever you want to call it, information age or whatever came along, uh, fueled by te technology, and we've just swept the world aside. I mean, it, 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 uh, uh, we are so far number one that it's difficult to think who's, who's number two. So here we have, and, and it's changed, in some way it's contributed to a change, I should say, in, in, in the national mood and, 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 and it's, whether, what, what part of our prosperity is accounted for by it, no one knows, but I think everybody in the room would agree that it's significant. And that age is going to get, and that development is going to get more and more important in the years to come. It's, it's going to be fueling much of what happens in the world, and for this country to be the world leader, and like I say, you can't even see who's in second place, and moving faster even to increase that lead uh, with all the benefits that brings you know i think that i think we've got something working very well that that probably doesn't make a lot of sense to to tinker with too much so i i would i would not i would not want to go in with a meat axe uh into something that is that is uh pulling this country along in my view in a in a, in a huge way and uh uh, I just, I don't, I don't like to tinker with success, and it's an important success, it's really an important success. Charlie and I may not understand how to play that in terms of, of buying the companies uh, that are going to do well 10 or 15 years from now, but we know some companies will do well, and we certainly know it'll have a huge benefit to society, even if it makes business less profitable, but makes the society more efficient. I mean, that is a huge edge to have. I would love to have the most efficient industry in the world in this in this country even though it might pull down returns on capital against the less efficient system so we uh, I think neither one of us would be inclined to go in there and and, and mess around with something that's working yeah. uh, not, I ahead. think we if you look at the big picture in patriotic terms having lost 
totally in radios, stereos, television sets, etc., and in many other places, and having lost position in other major industries to the Japanese and others, we finally get huge leadership in a new and wonderful field, software, that's needed all over the earth, and somebody who's drawing a salary from the United States government gets the bright idea that it should dramatically weaken the one place where we're winning big. And he actually, he actually goes home at night and is proud of himself. Mm, I've done that. <laughs>